Hey guys, welcome to The Bondage Gaze. A few weeks ago, we recorded a live episode on Instagram with all things gags as a loose theme. As is the case with our previous live streams, recording on Instagram is not the most reliable for quality. However, our best attempts have been made to ensure this episode is the best it can be. So with that, we hope you enjoy the show. How's it going? Hi, pretty good. We just had like a huge like snowstorm and then so we woke up to snow, but then it turned into rain and so now it's just fucking slush everywhere. It's yeah. <laughs> I was showing everyone before the show. I got all like tape and some gags ready to go on the table. Brandon comes in to me last night. He's like, the ferret is playing with your ball gag. Sweetie, <laughs> that is daddy's toy. It's not for you. <laughs> I know, it's like, because I almost see that as like, I don't know, it's like mortifying, it's like if you have kids, and then your kids find your kink gear, and even if they don't understand what it is, just putting them next to it, it's just like, no, like I can't like mentally process that. Yeah, at least a <laughs> ferret's not gonna go out and be like, oh, I found daddy's toy, or grow up and think, oh shit, that was a ball gag. <laughs> and when we're coiling the, uncoiling or coiling the rope, Dexter tries to play with it, it's like, no, it's my toy. <laughs> Alright, do you remember the disclaimer? Should you do it live? Oh my god. Do I have to? <laughs> well, okay, I recorded it right when we started the podcast, so I guess 2021. I mean, that was literally the last time I said it. I listened to it, like, nearly every bloody episode, because I'm editing it into the show and playing it out to make sure it all sounds right. This podcast explores explicit and adult-themed content. If discussions of sex or male bondage offend you, you should not listen to this episode or subsequent episodes of The Bondage Gaze. By continuing to listen, you ignore that you are at least 18 years old and aren't offended by discussions of sex, male bondage, or other kind of content with sexual themes. I think I fucked that part up, but close enough. <laughs> close I, enough. I know you say future episodes, but I like the subsequent better, so I changed it. Yeah, it's like we're just trying to get my dog situated. She seems to have the zoomies right now. Poppy is popular. Ochan, tie you down under. They love your doggy. <laughs> Her name's Regina. Not after Mistress Regina, but you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty and powerful name. So honestly, I was gonna assume it's after Mean Girls. <laughs> I mean, close. It wasn't distinctly after Regina George, but you know, the dog is blonde and pretty, and it's kind of fierce. Like <laughs> I can just picture you getting frustrated with her and being like, "Regina, you don't even go here." <laughs> Yeah, so on our first season, we did an All Things Gags episode, I think. I, I don't know when it, if it aired um, before or after Gaz's first episode, but it was before we ever had, like, a guest on the podcast, because we recorded, like, three or four episodes, like, just me and Sammy, and then and then we started having guests um, after Gaz. But, you know, this episode was, like, one of the first ones with that and so this is sort of like a redo of that topic just you know after the years and kind of trying to I guess make it better like I guess now that we're more seasoned podcasters and all of that and I mean of course gags are always like an essential part of bonded so maybe if this goes well we can you know do other all things gags things with guests and stuff like that like that could be fun. So I gave it a little cheesy tagline back when we recorded the episode and it is still as relevant and still as cheesy today. The vital element to any bondage scene, whether it be cleave, tape, 
or any other variety, you can't deny that a gag is pivotal to keep your sub from mouthing off. Oh, <laughs> uh, we were so cheesy back in that. I mean, we're still cheesy, but... I feel like it was, like, before we found our voices as podcasters, and, you know, we were kind of trying to, like, have, like, good, like, taglines and, you know, like, try to sound clever and things like that a little bit more. Like, we were trying harder, and if you listen to any podcast, like, if you listen to their first few episodes, that's what everybody's kind of doing, and, you know, they haven't found their their voice yet. Ochan says, speak of the devil, because Gaz is here, and he says, hello from Thailand. <laughs> it's like he heard us talking about him. Yeah. Don't worry, it was all good, Gaz. <laughs> I like how you say, oh, we tried harder back then. I mean, I don't, I don't, like, not to say that we don't try hard now, but it's just that kind of thing of, like, when you're new to something and you're, you're just trying to, like, you're trying to be perfect. You're trying to stand out. You're trying to, you're, you're just trying to do everything. And it, it's like, that's what I mean by trying too hard. I feel like I get more pedantic and particular about little things. So it's actually getting bloody harder as it goes on. But yeah, we had a bit of early installment weirdness. We talked about that in our clip show. There were a few things we tried early on that did work, things that didn't work. You know, I tried my little sign-offs like, don't do anything I wouldn't do and don't forget to change your undies. And then I was like, oh my God, I have nothing. I'm running out of things to say. If I'd had to come up with a hundred of them, yeah, screw that. <laughs> I remember those taglines. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, maybe, maybe in our next season, we can try bringing them back, but be a little bit more ironic about it. So, would you like to talk about your preferences for the look and effectiveness of gags? It's funny because I kind of forgot that we agreed on this theme and I kind of started wanting to, I, like a few years ago, I did like a gag profile thing of like just kind of explaining the different, you know, appealing things or different traits or whatever of different kinds of gags. So I kind of wanted to start doing that, but something a little bit more detailed in like a blog post, like something that would go on my website. And then I remembered, oh yeah, it's like we're talking all things gags for this live stream that we planned like a few weeks ago. And I, yeah, and then I bring that up because, yeah, it's like, I mean, because getting into each gag, it's like, of course, you know, I'm one person with biases and preferences and whatever. And so it's my take on all of them of just how I see them and, you know, what I like and don't like about them and stuff like that. And so obviously, I think some gags look better than others. I think some gags are more effective than others. I mean, I think I kind of like um, the best of both worlds in that, in that, like, I don't want a gag that's just pretty and I don't want a gag that's just effective. I want a gag that's kind of both. And so, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at with a lot of them. And then, you know, now that I play more than I did, like back when we recorded this episode, back when I did the gag profiles and everything, it's like, I feel like I have just a little bit more insight of like different kinds of gags, like especially when it comes to like, you know, gags that you can buy, you know, like ball gags, like muzzles, like, you know, just different things like that. I, I feel like I'm just rambling. I don't really know where I'm going uh, with that, but there are gags that aren't very effective that you see in a lot of mainstream media, but, you know, there's just something simple and aesthetically pleasing about them, and then there's other gags that are obviously, like, more practical and effective and things like that, and I don't I don't know, what's your take on this? Gaz just says, that ramble? Never. <laughs> Sweetie, we are the tangent gays, you know this. <laughs> when I'm tied up, I like a gag that I know is effective. I'm a little bit of a cunt. If I can get a gag loose, I will get it loose. Now, it's really no secret that my go-to gag is stuffing with a few layers of PVC tape. I don't mind a knotted bandana or a ball gag, but when I'm getting tied up for an extended period, it has to be a tape gag. 
So, a little fun fact that I've shared many times, but for those who don't know, what is PVC tape is marketed as duct tape here, whereas the cloth duct tape that you guys have isn't as common. So, I've grown up knowing this as duct tape. So, that's what I knew as duct tape. That's the thing I like. I'm not big on the cloth tape, personally. If it's something I'm watching, though, I go for effectiveness, visual appeal, and how I would feel wearing the gag. Basically, you want a happy medium between tight and comfortable. Tape gags, obviously my top choice if I'm watching. Preferably a wraparound, but I do love a nice knotted bandana as well. And I'm getting ripped on in the comments for saying cunt. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I feel like everybody everybody could have like just bingo cards of, of our different isms. And oh, Chad says, <laughs> he said it. I'm used to hearing it now. Yeah, hard. Wait, was this Sammy's first cunt on this live? I believe it was. Yes. Gaz says, didn't take long, did it? You know it, you little cunt. I say that with love. <laughs> Ty says it's a fun word. Fucking oath it is. <laughs> I, I think to wrap up, I guess that last part, because I did just kind of go everywhere with it. I mean, I think the main thing for me is something needs to go in, you know, into the mouth and over the mouth, basically. Like, so whether something's stuffed in and then you tape or cleave gag something over or or if it is like some kind of a muzzle or plug gag with, with an insert or something in there. I, I remember, um, I think, I think I might have mentioned this in a recent episode, but like at one point during that big like meetup uh, that Gaz was was at in April, you know, I was like tied to a beam and then just a muzzle was like put on me, like those full ones that go over your head and everything. And I mean, I like those and I understand why people say to get them without a mouth insert because the mouth insert is always awkward or something. So it didn't have a mouth insert. However, nothing was done to my mouth other than that. Like there was nothing stuffed in, there was no tape, there was no anything else i was still kind of able to talk and then it's like okay well i don't really feel like i'm gagged yeah i've got one of those i've worn it once it looks stupid well it didn't look stupid but it kind of made my nose look a bit warped and it is really uncomfortable it does have the ball attached but i was talking to alberto and he said he just ripped the ball off that's what a lot of people do with them i don't know what it is about you know something like that that goes under your chin and everything with a ball attached or a ball or whatever that goes in your mouth like yeah like most people don't like them and like so if I'd buy one for myself, I'd get one without it. But then, you know, if I use it, I would make sure to like stuff the mouth, tape the mouth, do something else other than just put that on. Gaz says a single strip of tape works under those muzzles. Ah, I, I guess if it holds it in place. Also, it does depend uh, like with facial hair. It's like that also just makes it complicated because the bristliness just kind of pushes the tape up and then it kind of tents around and I can still move my lips. Ty says muzzles look weird anyway. I mean, I've seen some that look good, but I think I look weird. If, if you want a good muzzle, like I think you have to be willing to spend a good amount of money because it's like a lot of cheap muzzles like look cheap. Tie you down under. I haven't used gaffer tape for a gag. I think it looks good. Is it painful when ripped for the submissive? It can be. It really depends on the facial hair. It depends how you remove it. Yo, it's just that the ball is fixed. You can't adjust it under the muzzle. Yeah. I think that there are some of those muzzles that like, they're kind of loose enough that you can, because I think we've layered it once we had like a plug gag, you know, like, so, you know, one was just like a panel thing that goes over the mouth and then, you know, like a thing that goes like that kind of suppresses your tongue. Um, and it's small enough that like it can fit under some muzzles. And I, I think that works pretty well. Well, if you can fit, you know, if you could fit the muzzle over the plug gag. VJ says, I'm with Semi on stuff and rap. 
Uh, Gag Colombian likes a cleave gag with an over-the-mouth gag, both white cloth. I can get behind that. Gaz says it's the only time a single strip is acceptable. VJ also used Nat's beard microphone first layer trick. Oh, yeah. Th- that was something I learned with Alberto. Because with a beard, microphone by itself doesn't really do anything. Like, it still sticks, but you can still kind of move your lips under it. But if you wrap something else over it, like duct tape or something, then it holds everything in place. And, and then also, it's a, it, you know, it's easier to come off because all that's touching your skin is microphone, and microphone's really gentle. Microphone's too expensive here for me to even... Attempt that. Bound to be naughty says, I'm a traditionalist, I guess. I love a tight cleave and over-the-mouth gag. If it's an over-the-mouth, I prefer to have some form of stuffing in the mouth, whether it's a cleave or a sock. I also love a tight wrap gag. Not much a fan of ball or muzzles or the other heavier gags. 100% agree with that. I'm personally not a fan of the -the over-the-mouth. It's nice to look at, but it's just so ineffective. Gag Colombian says, muzzles must be costumed made. The tight measures mean it fits perfectly and looks gorgeous. Jordan, I've been having a hard time talking to guys to meet up. I tell them I want them to gag me, but they say they'll gag me with my underwear. And to me, that's not hot and not what I mean exactly. Oh yeah, that's... I can see they're just... They're trying, but they're just missing the point. I can understand why that's disappointing. Yeah. Ochan, microphone is good for seeing lip imprints. VJ says we'll have to thank Alberto. I mean, Alberto leads the way in a lot of categories. But especially anything with teeth. Oh, yeah. His little over the mouth, over the ears. I see them. And I'm like, yeah, that's the Alberto gag. We have some requests to join. We have two people. Ochan, you're first. Would you like to introduce yourself and then talk about your preferences for look and effectiveness of gags? Okay, my name is Ochan After Dark. I usually go, well, I usually go by Ochan Thirty Five After Dark, depending which platform I'm on. Anybody who kind of knows me knows I have I've been around the community. I've been more active in this last year. Been to Clown IML, and I also have a Twitter where I started doing a video series like yesterday. So that's me. As far as gags go, I always like cleave gags because I like looking at a guy's face. But here's the thing: people think, oh, he's just a basic bitch for liking cleave gags. No, 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 guys. I, I learned this when. I started doing dom sessions as soon as I start doming somebody it's like hey, well start with the cleave gag then the microphone then I maybe put on something else like duct tape on top of it I will layer that thing and it's like I'm not even thinking about it I, I, I just do it I'm just like okay now we have to make sure that you're really like layered up I also like I just have like microphone gags so you show the lip imprints and recently when I was having some fantasies I remember I was looking at this one picture of a bearded man I said it would be so nice if I just replaced his beard with an entire gag and just slowly put, layered it onto his face so so now he would have a duct tape beard replacing his actual beard. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and then with what you're saying with cleave gags, it's like, I mean, I think that's why it's like, that's kind of the beauty of like, especially with taking pictures and stuff like that is like, you know, you start with like that base layer kind of thing, take a picture of that, you know, play around a little bit, add another layer, take another picture and, you know, kind of do that just so you can enjoy like all of it. There's nothing wrong with liking the basics. And then there is such a thing as, I mean, there are shitty cleave gags that don't really do anything there is such a thing as good cleave gag you know of ones like where it is simple but like you still can't really raise your voice 
that much or speak, you know, coherently and stuff like that. You just kind of have to know what you're doing with that. Well, Matt, it's kind of funny because I know whenever I hear the bond you type about, I need an effective gag. I said, I said, you know what? One of these days, I want to. I just want to gag Matt and in a setting where he can scream as loud as possible because I like screamers. <laughs> I'd be like, come on, I want to see. I want to see how loud you can scream in this gag. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's quite muffled when you gag him. But you wouldn't believe I listened to you. Oh uh, no, because Nat's, <laughs> Nat's been in the room when I've been gagged, and he's and he he know, he knows I I make noises. <laughs> that was fun. The thing is, though, we all started by watching scenes of interest in movies and TV, and that's generally what piqued our interest. And in those scenes, it was either a single strip of duct tape or just a basic cleave gag. So we kind of fall back on those initial preferences, and they have a sense of nostalgia for us. So no, I don't think you're a basic bitch for liking a cleave gag. I can get behind a single strip of tape. It sucks, but... But, Sammy, I know that recently, for example, on um, Guys in Trouble, Guys in Trouble posted this old Renegade series where Lorenzo Lamas was like tied to a chair in Cleave Gag. And I remember looking at that scene and being like, oh my God, once that gag came, came on, the things I would do to him. I don't know. I think Renegade just makes me have bouncy hunter fantasies now. <laughs> yeah. Roper Mike's site is always great for that. If you haven't checked it out, ropermike.com yeah. forward slash trouble. I mean, it's like, that's always the fun thing. You see it in porn. You see it in scenes of interest. You see it in sessions. It's like, if you tie somebody up, you probably do it without even thinking about it but of like you usually have a gag is like the last thing that's added and then it's kind of like all bets are off you know like kind of like once you gag somebody and yeah it's like there was a scene of interest i saw it earlier today from you know like an old western like in black and white and it's like i liked how it showed a guy get like you know a guy held at gunpoint and then tied up and then like you know the gag was like the last thing and then all of a sudden you know the the, the guy just kind of pushed him into like the back of like the wagon that goes putting them in and it's like you know because it's like once somebody's gagged you know they're kind of more of an object whether or not the context is sexual they're kind of an object and you could you have permission to like sort of do whatever you want to them and i know that's not exactly in kink play that's not exactly the way to to think of it because of consent and limits and all of that and boundaries but it's like you know there is just something symbolic like that like with gags absolutely okay let's get caught up on the comments and then johan you can have the floor Taiyu Down Under says, what is the tape used over new tattoos? So, okay, like, all of my tattoos are over a decade old. When I got them, all they did was wrap it in saran wrap. However, Tegaderm has become more of a thing in the last couple of years, and now they could just take, like, a little piece, like, that covers a tattoo and stick it to your skin. Yeah, it's like, and I, I have some Tegaderm. Like, it's basically, like, surgical dressing. I mean, I don't do them often because Tegaderm's a pain in the ass to, to work with. With, but I mean with my beard it doesn't really just stick to like just over my face so I have to wrap it around and then it works so having a roll kind of helps with that <laughs> rather than just like a strip and a strip and a strip and yeah Tegaderm works best with smooth fake faces even though I, I like watching Tegaderm male bondage 88 shitty cleave gags aka every single one in media Gag Colombian wants us to know that he's a screamer and a fighter, so you better rope him down and gag him well. VJ says, I made vanillas gag me, maybe too vocal. Yeah, that's the thing. Just be a, just be a mouthy cunt and I want to shut you up. In theory, it's never worked for me. Tie you down under says, what is a cleave gag? So basically a cleave gag is like something wedged between the teeth and tied behind the neck. Gaz also answered the question. Cleave gag can be cloth, such as bandana inside the mouth, can be knotted or not. Gag Colombian also answered and says nodded is always best. Gaz agrees. 
bound to be naughty. I love gagging someone last because it's taking their final avenue of defiance. There's a lot of symbolism. And for the tapes, Johan is putting in a knotted bandana gag. Keep it in. Okay, okay. I mean, of course, yes, sir. Isn't he a good boy? So, Johan, talk about your preferences for the look and effectiveness of gags. That's actually very, uh, very difficult for me because I am really like a power button or I'm a switch. But when I'm, when I'm subbing, I always like to say like I'm the victim because I really am into role play. Like I don't see myself as someone who was just like the yes sir and, and bothering orders. So I like to say victim because that gets me in my headspace a bit more. But it's really like yeah, the type of gag which I want. Like I can't say like this is my all-time favorite because when we are playing like a burglary or a house robbing, those persons, they're not experienced with gags. So they will just think like mainstream media, one strip of tape will, will do. So if we're role-playing that, then that's what I want. For example, for a picture, sometimes it really just looks good for the aesthetics. But for example, if we play with like a straight jacket, then I think a ball gag just fits the theme so that's like the main thing for me is it has to fit the theme whether it be a muzzle or a sock gag or a cleave gag it just has to fit the headspace I'm in that's like top one priority you know I just think about that though but I always had this scenario okay a home invasion scenario where basically the robber is not just there to rob you but there to also seduce you so what he, what he does is he comes into your house then he wakes up he says okay first thing I'm going to do I'm going to have you dressed in a suit. Then I'm going to put a, a ball gag on you. I'm going to have you sit in the bed. Then he takes everything in your house and then he says something of the other fact that now, I bet you wonder why I ball gagged you in that suit. Well, see, I didn't want to rob you. What I really wanted was you. And he drags you into his <laughs> white fan disguised as a plumbing <laughs> fan and you're, you're off. That's just every one of our dreams, right? I have very creative fantasies. I love that. Oh, and of course, I do have a favorite and that's the sock. Like the sock needs to go into the mouth and it has to be like the sock of the top of or the dumb or the rubber or whatever because I feel like this crooked mind of mine uh, is just like for example this is the shoe of the rubber normally it would be at your feet but then it really places you under him like he is literally speaking above you because his sock is in your mouth and I think that's so degrading and that makes it extremely hot for me yeah I can get behind that one Ooh. there's something very hot and I'm not even really into the dirty sock gags specifically when it's in my mouth I can't really tell the difference but there's something hot about that imagery of someone like removing their shoe removing their sock and silencing you with it it's just that helplessness especially if you're already laying on the ground being hocked or something and all you see like your your visual is just limited to this lower part of his there's nothing you can see otherwise so you have to focus on the thing which is going to happen to you and at some point you feel like it's disgusting but you can't do anything against it and that makes it so much more hot because you don't want it and you want it at the same time and just like this tension between wanting it and don't wanting it that that's just the real deal for me I also just like kind of using whatever you could find like for a gag rather than getting you know using a piece of gear that is specifically meant to be used as a gag it's like I like the idea of somebody just grabbing like a cloth or their sock or a, a necktie or so, you know something like that to, to use like obviously those vary and a 
as far as levels of effectiveness and everything, but that's just always like aesthetically pleasing. Like, I, I mean, that's why, um, uh, the last time, uh, Danny, uh, cause Danny visited me, uh, during, you know, for New Year's Eve and New Year's and stuff. And, uh, the first time I tied him during that visit was, you know, to the bread, the bed spread eagle, like in pajamas. And for the pictures, like, I just felt like, okay, like a sock in the mouth and, you know, a necktie wrapped around is like, it just kind of fits that sort of, you know, look and aesthetic and stuff like as if you know we just kind of used whatever was around um but then when we actually like after taking a few pictures and stuff when we actually started playing i wanted to just switch to like something else that would number one be like a little bit more comfortable for him but then two also just be more effective that he won't be able to just like stroke you know because with the necktie it's it's really hard to get it on the face in a way that like you can't just like you know like move your head and like get it out or something so yeah like so that's why i use tape you know for the second gag but yeah it's like i mean that's why there's always something to be said about aesthetics with gags yeah and and also what you said like with with a necktie for me as a lover of suit and tie if i would be gagged with a tie there's this extra layer of my brain saying like don't struggle too much against that gag because you might damage the tie call me scare or call me like a dutchy typical dutchy but i don't want to damage that tie because that would be a total waste of that tie and total waste of money Uh uh-uh not gonna happen but at one certain level it's hot because i'm like that tie is really silencing me because i'm too scared to damage it but at the same time it also gets me a bit off because like yeah now i can't really fight the tie i can't get as much in in this role as i would like to i think depending on who likes the suit play like i think with the home invasion scenario i think of this other scenario where i'm like okay take me to your most expensive socks and ties at whatever cost the most i stick in your mouth and then i gag you with your most expensive tie and i'm gonna be like i know this tie cost you a lot and now it's just in your mouth and getting soaking wet with your drool i'm sure you must hate me for doing this but i don't give a crap oh but you will care after i take my revenge oh i want you to take your revenge <laughs> you know that's the one thing i've always wanted a scenario where, where i do do that to somebody and then they do take their revenge on me and just to feel that release of surrender and it's like so i have a collection of ties that i specifically use for bondage like i don't wear them i you know mm-hmm. i bought them at a at thrift stores for you know like not that much money and i find them kind of ugly and stuff like that and then the other thing is yeah like i i, I like ochan because it's like that's what makes that kind of fun is you know it might not be the most effective gag but then there's also just a psychological kind of element to you know not wanting to be gagged with that of the guy not only not only being unhappy about being gagged but also being unhappy that he's potentially ruining like uh, you know like one of his favorite ties or something like yeah i love how sadistic it is although if i had an expensive tie i would also be pissed but i don't own anything expensive because i'm a cheap cunt sorry i can't help myself <laughs> even as i'm saying i'm like don't don't say the c word oh wait now i have a very good one that's like a classic just take two socks tie them at the toes and you have a perfect make do sock ball gag. all right now keep that in tastes too bad not gonna do that weren't in all day in office i thought you liked the dirty socks come on Gag tightly says every gag should begin with a used wadded sock. Trav likes a glove over the mouth and tape. Avon throwing a bandana. Mailbondage 88. My brother used to gag me with his used sock. I mean, family? It's a bit off-putting, but I guess when you're young, if it's young and innocent. Family, I, I know, but for example, I'm the youngest of seven and one of my sisters had at the time a rather hot boyfriend who was sleeping over at our place regularly. And as a very young teen, I think I was underage but uh, I just used to sneak out to the spare bedroom where he was sleeping on Sundays and, and steal like his dirty socks out of his duffel bag. When I was a, a kid and before I really understood what was going 
going with me. Um, let's just say that my, that my parents had to take me aside and have a conversation, and they are like, uh, "We need you to stop tying up your cousins and your friends." That that's creating a lot of awkward conversations. <laughs> that that reminds me of a Nick's episode when he talked about how his partner was having like had a dream that like Nick was just like walking around tying up different people, and his partner had to like go after him and untie them and apologize. <laughs> so at this point, Johan left the conversation, both due to connection issues and to make way for a new guest to join. So please welcome Gaz. Hello. All right, so Gaz, would you like to talk about your preferences for the look and effectiveness of gags? I mean, it won't be a surprise to anyone to know that I love tape. I don't eat a stuffing, but obviously for effectiveness, Nat, I know. A stuffing is best, and then wrapping around lots and lots of layers. A single strip? Never. Alberto has just joined here. Yeah, tape. Tape is the way forward. If anyone put a cleave gag on me, I wouldn't mind. But as long as they then tape over it, I'm happy with that. And I'm very particular about my tape. It's very rare you'll see on my profile me wearing any other kind of tape than silver. I prefer silver, grey, whatever as opposed to, like, black. I mean, I don't mind it because sometimes, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Well, okay, so that is an update from your first episode because, I don't know, I don't think you've met many gags that you didn't like, but I remember your main preference was hand gags. Yes, so tape is my number one, but, yeah, a hand over my mouth is definitely a close second. So if I'm gagged with tape and then you put your hand over as well, then, yeah, I'm a very happy boy. (laughs) I'm glad we got a picture of you hand gagging me when, when we were together. Johan says, hi, new Johan. Okay, guys, that's your new nickname. I basically kicked him out. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> Gag tightly says, I can see you all, but I'm dismayed that no one is gagged. This was obviously before O-Chan gagged himself. Mm-hmm. James, Johan, Dave, Trav are all cheering on O-Chan. Mm-hmm. Captured Camo says, a proper tape gag will include a wrap around the neck and a chin strap. Agreed. Cole has a question for us. What about being bound and gagged got you interested? Gosh, that's a very good question. I've no idea. We're born this way, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Same way we're all gay. We've got a few questions in the question section, which James just reminded me to check out. So this one's for me. Please explain to everyone the diverse use of the word cunt. Did an Australian ask that? Yes. Cunt is a term of endearment. <laughs> it can be used for anything. It can be used just to buff out a sentence. That cunt's fucked. You're an awesome cunt. Well, Take a left. You can't miss the like, cunt. One thing, like, so, like, I've been doing kind of an analysis on different gags, and, like, one of the, I don't know, observations I've made is I feel like strip tape gags, there's something very cunty about them. Like, just the way they're, they're, they're used in movies and things like that, when they're applied, when they're ripped off, when things like that. Somebody always says something kind of bitchy or cunty, like, when they do either of those things. And That cunt only use a small cunting strip of that tape when he's got a cunt load of it. Burn that strip of tape. It's burning. Johan <laughs> says, we may all speak different languages, but gag talk is international, right? Definitely, yes. <laughs> definitely is universal. James says, what's the top question on bondage you want people to ask you all about? I feel like after three years of this, we've been asked everything. Yeah, that's kind of a hard question. Of course, none of our guests ever need a question um, whenever we ask them at the end of a recording of if they have any questions for us. But I mean, it's always nice when they ask good questions, like something unexpected, something we haven't been asked before. Um, yeah, some of those guest questions are great. I mean, they're all great, but some of them take you by surprise and are like, wow, that's 
that's something I wouldn't have really thought of. Mm-hmm. Any bit of interest is great. But one question that is asked to death is, how did you get into bondage? It's like, damn, I need to have that pinned. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that can mean so many things of like, how did you realize that you're into bondage? Or how did you get into like meeting people to do bondage? Or, you know, like things like that. Like, I feel like there's a lot to unpack from that question. And most people, it's those in movies. And then you realize that you're a weirdo. Pretty much. Alberto asks, what's a gag that you haven't tried yet, but are interested to try? Is there any? I would definitely like to give the muzzle a proper go. Maybe we actually talked about how you rip the ball off the muzzle, Alberto, and use it over a tape gag. I wouldn't mind trying that. To me, like going back to what we said at the start, traditional cleave tape, because to me, using stuff like muzzles or leather based or ball gags, it's a very sexual aesthetic, which we've maybe mentioned on the podcast before. So tape and bandanas or cloth is something someone would use that on you if they actually kidnapped you. So to me, that's what I get enjoyment out. If it is for a sexual reason, then yeah shove a muzzle on my mouth I'm happy but if I had to pick then yeah tape and cloth or bandanas all the way I mean yeah like I feel like I've tried okay I won't say all of them but I feel like the ones I haven't tried are ones that I don't want to try yeah any of the mouth opener kind of gags like I just don't care about like I just don't want to try they do nothing for me it's because to us a gag is to prevent you from speaking whereas those ones are for keeping your mouth open for humiliation for drooling or yeah like like you could still like scream with those gags on because nothing nothing is, is muffling this like yeah okay i guess in a certain context so i have not been tied with like a layer gag so i guess i'll probably say that you know i haven't been tied by alberto and i know alberto would do a good layer gag i know a lot of the people i know who do good layer gags i haven't met in person yet um or just didn't get the chance to but i mean i've done them on myself but you know it would be fun to actually be tied up and somebody else do that gag on me james asks, oh here's a question we haven't heard on the podcast before donuts or bagels <laughs> um, donuts donuts the only time i eat bagels is whenever it's a steak and cheese bagel from mcdonald's then I'll, I'll eat a bagel but only in that specific combination travis asks how many layers do you do as many as doesn't look stupid <laughs> Okay, let's go back to the PVC versus cloth. I feel like with the cloth one, you can go layer after layer after layer. Personally, I don't think it changes the effectiveness. It's still, I can get them loose, but maybe it's just really shitty cloth duct tape. But with the PVC, it is quite heavy. So five is optimum. I can do up to seven for anything after that. And it's like, no, too much. But also I have like congestive issues too. So I've got to be very careful with that. Find the happy medium between effective, but not destroying my sinuses. And you can go to different ways you can go layers around the way then if you're like you've got protective for your hair yeah. like a hat and go layers over like yeah. around the head it's kind of obsolete if you just keep wrapping you're like okay is this actually doing anything yeah it's funny because i think danny is the only person because i've done two sort of layer gags but it, i mean it's really just like a duct tape hood um and i've done both of them on him it's also interesting how like when you do that to a person their head gets really hot <laughs> like the tape and everything like it's like cooking them now honestly i'm, I'm gonna have to this question two ways because the only time I had layers of gags on me that wasn't done by myself by myself I, I'll do maybe one or two layers and that's it but when I went to IML and when Tiger IWIL gagged me 
me. That was the first time I had layers and layers on my face. And that could tell you that did not stop me from making noises because <laughs> I kept making noise the entire time. I feel like one was the cause of the other is the making the noises is what drove him to add so many layers. I know. When it comes to individual people, it really depends on if it's effectiveness versus somebody's liking me to gag them because it's kind of sexy. So normally I use less because I do like more of the face exposure to um, do things with consent of the person because I do like to do a lot of gag kissing. But if someone wants more, more effective stuff, I'll keep layering it up. And like on my own, you're going to get at least three layers. Well, no, maybe four layers because stuffing, cleave gag, tegaderm, then tape gag will be like probably my most basic of my most complex layers if I had to do, do that. Well, tegaderm as a base layer is interesting. But then again, yeah, it's like I guess it also protects, you know, the skin and hair from like tape ripping off. So yeah. usually it depends on the person's face because I like clear gags. So I'll use tegaderm if it's a smooth face. If they have facial hair, they're more likely to use something translucent, but it's more effective because it'll stick to the face. When I was smooth faced, because I only had facial hair over the last year and a half or something, it was so much easier with tape. So much easier. And then now I am always thinking, what's the base layer before? And then it gets to the point where you just wrap it around and then afterwards you're like, fuck! <laughs> the best time was when I'd freshly shaved my face and my head was nearly shaved because I always do the under the chin and over. Yeah. And oh, it was so easy to remove. Oh, wow, this is nice, but it's a small price to pay for a bit of enjoyment. Exactly. <laughs> I did a gag request for a struggler and I remember he wanted like, you know, under the chin, like tape. So I went with athletic tape because I thought, okay, this is much gentler. It's going to be fine. And then that still fucking hurt. Like the skin is just so sensitive, like under the chin and everything that it's like, okay, I mean, I might as well have used like duct tape or something like that still hurt. So I have to go on this walk. I'm so glad I managed to catch you all and say yeah. hello. We'll talk to you Thanks. soon, dude. Thank Bye. you for joining us. Enjoy your walk. Thank you. It's kind of funny. Male Bondage 88 said don't use Gorilla Tape. I've learned something with Gorilla Tape on, on, on one of my early sessions back when I went to Claw in April. And that is, first of all, if you're going to use Gorilla Tape, don't use it on the face. Always make sure you give it a saran wrap base because it is effective. But the thing about Gorilla Tape, it is hard to cut. And it's also very hard to wrap around. So it's one of those things where if you're going to use it, make sure it's not attached to the skin and use saran wrap. But also make sure you have a way where you can get it off without uh, hurting or cutting this up by mistake. Yeah. I know several people who have made the mistake of just applying Gorilla Tape to bare skin and yeah, like none of those stories like sound pleasant. That's just straight up torture. Gag Colombian says, what about bug gags? Those that give you a little electric shock at the will of the captor. I have not heard of those. I, yeah, I haven't heard of that. That sounds unpleasant. I don't really, I mean, I wouldn't mind the occasional, like, mild shock. I wouldn't, well, I wouldn't mind trying it. I don't know if I'd like it, but it would have to be very, very low voltage. Like, just a little jolt. Not, actually, now that I'm saying that, I'm not really sure if I would like that. <laughs> it's on the list of things that I'd be okay with trying, but I don't think I'd like. Alberto says, imagine a world without gags. Now, why would you say something so dark and so grim? <laughs> Let's not imagine that, but oh my god, no way. <laughs> Don't say that. Alberto, burn that single strip, bitch. 
Phantom Bonage says there's absolutely nothing wrong with drool. Yeah, I like drool. I don't want it when I've got a tape gag, though. There were a few times where I had a tape gag, and for some reason it was like my mouth would get wet just at the corner of my mouth, and it would just feel like the tape was coming loose because of it. It wasn't pleasant. But with a ball gag, yeah, like drool's inevitable. I tend to drool a lot. As the person gagged and drooling, I don't really like it. For me, it really it really depends on my sexual chemistry with someone if I'm subbing, because honestly, that's one of those things where I'm like, I can be really into it, or I can be like, I like that you're drooling, but I, I understand why this is not not a hot thing for both of us. Alberto, I believe he was calling me a pussy when I said five layers was optimum. He says six layers minimum. Fair. <laughs> so let's discuss the differences between gags for filming and recreational purposes. So for me, there are several key differences in the gags when I'm filming. For tape gags, I have a PVC tape that I use specifically for recreational purposes and then one that I use for filming purposes. The filming one is a cheaper quality and a lot less sticky, whereas the recreational one is a lot more effective, but it tends to make my mouth look a little bit warped. And so when I filmed with it, I was really really unhappy with how those videos turned out. I felt like I just looked stupid in it, but it's quite nice if I'm just wearing it uh, for recreational. With stuffing, recreationally, I can handle two crew socks in the mouth, but when I'm filming, it tends to make my face look like it's bulging a bit too much. So I generally don't go for that because I don't really want my face to look too heavy. Whereas off screen, it can look as heavy as it was because I don't have to look at it. The same goes for the bandana gags and the ball gags. I will do them a little bit less tight if I'm filming you aim for visual appeal over effectiveness. Otherwise, they look too tight and they also make the face look puffy. Another note, though, about that is that cleave gags that are too tight can leave red marks on the corners of your mouth. And I've had instances where I've gone to work and they're like, oh, why is your mouth all red? When I first started um, at least putting the content on my Instagram and when I cleave gag myself, and I, I guess I never did it that tightly before or never did it for pictures. Thankfully, I don't think I was off work during that time, so I didn't have to worry about going to work and be like, what did you do to your mouth? Of course, I think around that time, when I st- that was when we were still wearing masks, so I don't think I had to worry about that. I don't know. Well, yeah. speaking of, like, gag marks, I just think of, like, the first time I did a gag request for Alberto, and, I mean, of course, his gags are very involved, and then I remember taking it off and just having so many awkward, just, just red marks just all over my face from it, and, I mean, luckily, like, they kind of went away by the time, like, the next person uh, saw me, but yeah Uh the other one is the tape residue sometimes they will leave a bit of sticky residue on like the back of the neck and you don't really notice it at the time but then like you might sit down and then it'll get a bit of dust or something stuck to it and then i've got to work and like oh what's that on the back of your neck i don't know i must have laid in something so it must have been sticky who knows (laughs) so discuss gags in movies and tv you know sometimes we get surprised with something good in a movie but like most of the times they're kind of shitty it's like it's something simple and quick and it just kind of goes with the story because you know the main emphasis of the movie isn't really bondage and and then also like i bet like a lot of actors probably wouldn't like like a, a what we would consider a good and effective gag i have a very interesting side discourse to that because i guess in my journey with bondage my appeal for tv gags hasn't diminished in terms of effectiveness because for me it's about the look and the implication still is kind of hot to me of course you know 
it was kind of funny that um on uh, my Twitter, I recently posted this thing where I was showing Pierce Brosnan in The Lawnmower Man. And that was just so interesting because the bondage in that movie, he's wearing this leather coat. So he's already dressed in leather. And then the other guy ties him up and wraps his cords around his mouth. And while you might think that was effective, it looked hot as hell, especially considering that um Pierce was kind of being mind controlled by the, by the dude too. And he was sweating and, and, and he was just looking like distressed. And I was like, dang, this is some extremely intense bondage for, for something that came out in the 90s. As kind of ironic because I think later on when, in one of the James Bond movies, you had Pierce Brosnan tied to this torture chair. And then while there was no gags, you had this whole scene where the woman kept mounting him, cranking it, where he was making all these orgasm phases. They both came out in the 90s. So it was like in the 90s, Pierce Brosnan seemed to have his bondage bitch face. <laughs> Those are some of the hottest scenes I have seen. I mean, this doesn't really relate to like necessarily what you were saying, but I do feel like the 90s is when it, I think it was a generally good decade for gags because I don't know, because anytime I think of like gags in movies in the 90s, I always think of the first scene in Scream with the boyfriend and well, that and then as well as like the dad tied up later in the movie and everything like like the tape gags in that were really good. It, unfortunately, in the sequels, it's all stripped tape gags whenever someone's tied up. I still think it's so funny because Jerry O'Connell, who got bound to get in one of the Scream sequels, then later on he appears in Tomcats where they went full bondage with him. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my goodness. Maybe someone who saw Scream said, that's not good enough. We need to go harder. It's almost <laughs> like the, the, the same thing that happened with um, Nico Greedham in Power Rangers where he had that group bondage scene while being tied up. And then I guess Ryan Murphy snatched him up and said like, no, you're my bondage because now. Josh says that movie you were talking about is The World Is Not Enough. Thanks, Josh. Duct Tape Lover says, and don't um, forget Batman and Robin. Yeah. Well, okay, it's Batman Forever. Uh, Batman and Robin is the sequel to Batman Forever and nobody gets tied up in it. Yeah, but there's a lot of bondage in Batman Forever. The one that no one gets tied up in is the one where Uma Thurman has that very hot erotic kissing scene with Chris O'Donnell where he's like like all shiny in his face and he's like, oh my god, that was still doing something for me with the look <laughs> on his face and how he's like completely transfixed and hypnotized. See, I wish I could combine those two movies where you could have Chris O'Donnell being hypnotized and entranced and then being tied up. <laughs> oh, the two gag with Matt Damien on Elysium. Well, yeah, isn't, isn't he gagged with like a muzzle or something in that, in that movie? It's not a muzzle. It's, it's like going down his throat. Oh. So like basically when he's taking it out, it's like... Oh yeah, it's like I think in the show The Americans, I think it's the pilot or something of the show. I think a guy is gagged with something similar in that. Like it's interesting, but it's like oh, I don't want to be gagged with something that literally goes down my throat. I mean, I bet it's effective, but it sounds like very uncomfortable, and I wonder if it causes people's gag reflexes to come in or something. What are some impractical gags that we tend to like? I'm not sure if I like it, but I know on some of the Kevin Bondage early vids where you would just have someone have stuffing in it like you know and, and nothing else because like nothing keeping it is like why don't you just spit it out and sometimes they are a little bit hot but at the same time there's a logic where I'm like uh yeah but that's not really okay interesting you bring that up because if we get to our things that frustrate us question stuffing is number one on my list and I know I've definitely <laughs> talked about that on the show what about you Natty? I guess if I had to pick like a favorite impractical gag like I would maybe say detective gags because it's like I mean they're also like aesthetically pleasing but like them by themselves don't do anything like at all it's just fabric against your lips and then I don't know in, in a way like second place is sort of strip tape gags but it has to be a specific mood and scenario
Mario and whatever for me to enjoy any of those. I don't know. What about you? Definitely the stripper tape. It'll always be a little bit of a turn on, even though it's completely ineffective. But it has to be stuck on the mouth. You see in some shows where you can tell it's not even stuck on. It's barely hanging on. That doesn't do it for me. Also, another pet hate is when the guy's tape gagged, but his hands are tied in front. And look, the same could definitely be said for not a bandana. It is so hot to look at, but no matter how tight you get it, or maybe I just have a really good jaw, no matter how tight you get it, it's never that effective. It can be removed, but it's so nice to look at. Yeah, like most like bandana gags can kind of come off and stuff, but I feel like it also kind of depends on like how wide someone's jaw is or something. Like, you know, there's even some like plug gags and things that like if somebody has a small enough jaw, like, you know, they can just kind of wiggle out of it or something. And I know that's like a big thing with, with Danny because he's a fairly small person and he also just kind of has a small head and a small jaw. And it's like most um like leather gags or something like that, like he can just kind of spit out unless they could go tight enough or there's something that goes under his chin or something. Yeah. There's also gags that can be easily removed and reapplied. I think you brought this up in our original All Things Gags episode. Seeing a stripper tape that's just taken off, put back on, it is such a nice thing to look at. Same with the cleave gags that are like pulled down to the neck so they can talk and then it's pulled back up. It's like, no, you can't do that. It will loosen it too much. You need to untie it and retie it. But it again, it's so nice to see on screen. You can just suspend disbelief for a little bit. Yeah, it's like, I mean, because I, I, I think that's another thing with a lot of movies, right? Is like if somebody's bound and gagged for a long time, they might be ungagged and regagged several times, like so they can have dialogue. And it's like, I don't know, there's something kind of appealing about seeing that. And then, of course, that's easier with a simple gag, like easier to just do. Because, like, I mean, imagine somebody doing like a fucking Alberto gag on somebody and then they're gagged for like five minutes and then you take that off and ask them something and then you do all of that all over again. Like, that's just not economical. That's- oh, there's a revelation I had that was kind of funny. I, I don't know where I said this or who I said this to, but I was talking about the old animated show uh, Tailspin. And I said, I, I remember how a lot of people, I guess now they're older, that makes them kind of like into furries. But the other thing about it is you had, you had one point where both Blue, the big gray bear, and Shere Khan, the tiger in that nice hot suit, both got bound and gagged either in the same episode or in two different episodes. And I was thinking, wow, this probably kicked off so many kinksters and furries at the exact <laughs> same time. <laughs> Mayo Bunnish says, aesthetics are going to usually win over practicality. Absolutely. Gag Colombian says he likes detective gags, even though they're ineffective. I mean, the thing with detective gags is you could always do something underneath it. Like, it, it's just adding cloth over something. Yeah. Mailbunch says, also, Gadget for heteros was a gateway for a lot of guys. Magnus Pup loves a good rap gag. Not a fan of single strip. Duct Tape Lover says, just when you guys are discussing film and TV, I often wonder who gets the lucky job of applying gags to all these hot actors. <laughs> I probably brought this up probably in our All Things Gags episode. Like, the thing that made me discover Roper Mike was finding the scene from Hunted of Supernatural uh, where Jensen Eccles gets bound and gagged. And, you know, that kind of spurred a certain obsession with him for a little bit in that scene and everything. And then one thing I always loved that I found was... um 
like a behind the scenes picture of of him bound and gagged but then you also kind of see a camera crew and stuff like that like behind him and I, I don't know like I, I've always just found joy in, in that picture his facial expression like he kind of looks like out of character or something like it might be in between shots or whatever and yeah it's like I don't know I, I, I've, I've always liked that picture it's kind of funny that the actors from Supernatural I feel like they both taken on like a certain level of like hotness post that show and I'm like okay both y'all need to do more behind your stuff even though I think in what's his name um not Jensen Jared Pelecki yeah. Texas Ranger show he does seem to get captured or in a hostage situation every other episode because every time I watch the previews in the show it's like dude are you like tied up again I thought you were just tied up a lot a few episodes ago <laughs> I mean I felt like it was like that sort of generation's hardy boys like you know like the main the main characters are this duo that are you know that are brothers or really close friends and they're doing investigations and whatever and getting into trouble and get tied up you know I felt like that that was just a constant thing with that that is a very interesting comparison that I never would have thought of I think I actually got that vibe from the from the show like even for, at the beginning the reason I never watched Supernatural as I said is just Buffy the Vampire Slayer only gayer <laughs> sort of gag Colombian have you watched the Portuguese movie Oh Phantasma oh my god there's a scene of a home invasion with duct tape I got too excited at the movie theater oh I know Oh Phantasma because even before that scene there was the cop car scene where the guy finds a cop in the back in the back seat uh, bound and gagged already there's no music there's no sound and it's just the sound of the cop moaning <laughs> uh, Magnus says y'all should check out the new Charlie's Angels movie hot guy gets rap gag near the end I do remember seeing when that was just a trailer, but I haven't seen the movie yet. Is that the, the Kristen Stewart one, or is there a newer one? I don't know. They keep, they keep rebooting it every every now and then now to, to a point where I'm like, I lost track. I, I, I'm like, I'm still like Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, Lucy <laughs> Like, I don't... Same. But I think there's only been one remake since then. But it's funny you say that, because I'm sure people in the 70s... Oh, sorry, people in the early 2000s were saying that about the yeah. Farrah Fawcett era. Like, no, Magnus confirms okay. yes, it's the one with Christian Stewart. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it came out in like 2019 or something. Okay. Bound to be naughty. It's not a question. Just like to say I loved interacting with such icons in the bondage scene. Thank you for keeping us company. Thank you to everyone who watched. Thank you to everyone who hung on every word, even though there wasn't any or many gagging moments. <laughs> Except for me. Like, our audience can't say we didn't give them anything. Just a taste when they wanted a whole platter. <laughs> Thank you oh. for watching. As always, I'm Sammy. I'm Nat. Tune in next week as we're joined by some kink stars for our season finale. Bye.